0: Hello and welcome to the first episode of Art Inspired. My name is Emily Kopp and I will be your host. Each week we will speak with a different artist about their process and what inspires them to create. Each episode will also include a creative exercise for you to try on your own to spark your imagination. As an artist myself, I often struggle with the moments right before inspiration strikes, sitting in front of a blank canvas or notebook, utensils and supplies at the ready, just waiting for the spark. It is my hope that by hearing from other artists about their process and what inspires them, you will in turn be inspired and inspire others, and the beautiful cycle of creation and inspiration will continue. Follow us on Instagram at artinspiredpod to stay up to date on all things art inspired. Today you will be experiencing a conversation with Lachlan, pop songwriter out of Nashville, Tennessee. You can follow Lachlan on Instagram at Songs by Lachlan. I'm so excited to share the first episode of Art Inspired with you. Today is my 28th birthday, so this episode is a gift to you and to me. Today we talk about the creative expression of songwriting and the importance of collaboration in any art form. Enjoy! So what is it about pop music specifically that that kind of draws you in, like, what makes you want to make pop music as opposed to any other genre?
1: Great question. <laughs> it's always excited me when I was a kid because I was obsessed with NSYNC, Factory Boys, Britney Spears. That's just what really gave me adrenaline, this is what made me, like, dream of stuff, you know? So as I was making my own music, started with, like, more R&B, piano stuff, like, kind of like a soft rock country type of vibe. But when I was doing that, I didn't really know how to make the music. I had people helping me make the music to my songs. But when I figured out how to make beats and do sense and everything, I kind of found my own sound. So I became more confident with it. So pop music just kind of gave me—it's just more of an expression,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know. Just how some people gravitate it's more jazz, more country. I feel like people make music what their heart would sound like. Yeah. You know.
0: Absolutely. I feel like pop is a lot like rock in that pop is whatever you want to make it. Rock yeah. is whatever you want to make it. Like rock and pop are such broad categories that like whatever you want to call pop music, that's pop music. Totally. Whatever you want to call rock and roll, that's rock and roll. Like it doesn't yeah. have, like pop and rock are what they are because it doesn't have to necessarily fall into a specific category. It can be what it is.
1: Totally. People, yeah, there's so many. Um, what's it called? Interpretations of what, you know, and I think that's totally like times change. Yeah, times from earlier, times in the future. What pop could be now could be totally different from what pop could be in twenty years. It's just like, you know, you gotta roll with the, like, with the times. But when I think of pop music, I think of like heartbeats, cool sense. Like, I just try to create whatever would excite. Me. And what I would want to hear and try to create that. Cool.
0: So So tell me more about what it's like being an independent artist. Like what are the struggles that you overcome? Like, what is it like being an independent artist?
1: Yeah, so being an independent artist, you really have to be your biggest believer because you want to, of course, portray yourself in a certain way that comes across really professional, like you know that you have it all together that you know what you're doing um but really have really nobody but yourself you know you can release music on your own but you really have to create a following nowadays and that's hard to do if you don't have a platform or like a big business to promote you to make you seem like you're somebody you know but that all takes time like a lot of signed artists now they were working five to eight years doing their own thing until they got signed to somewhere and you really have to be your biggest believer until that happens because like for example lizzo was doing her thing for a while but she was like living in her car doing shows a lot you know just keep grinding and doing her thing until somebody actually believed in her so you know that's, yeah. a, that, that's a struggle, you know? But
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Tell me more about just getting into songwriting. Like, what drew you into songwriting from the beginning?
1: Well, my first memory... So I was really obsessed with Rihanna's song, Unfaithful. Like, 2006, right? So I was, like, really obsessed with it. And then, I think in 2007, I was in seventh grade. I, like, figured out that Neo wrote it, I think, so... That kind of blew my mind like, oh, she didn't write it. Somebody else wrote it and she sang it. That's really awesome. So that means that somebody else that wrote the song is like really like the visionary behind it, all that stuff. That's kind of cool. How special would that be? So as I kind of grew up, I kind of kept having that idea in my mind, like, oh, you could write something that somebody else more powerful can sing so get your ideas across. Could be like a collaboration, sort of thing. So that just really inspired me, and I hope that I could write something that somebody one day would sing so that everybody else could hear it. So
0: cool, yeah,
1: kind of all started yeah. with her because that was the first song that I realized oh, they didn't write it it's like a team of writers or somebody else to write it
0: yeah the person singing it didn't necessarily write it i always had that assumption too that like whoever's singing it is the person that wrote it that's what i always thought yeah when you look into it more you see who's kind of the voice behind it more so than the than the singer really
1: betray the artistry the image that they're going for yeah so yeah
0: so other than rihanna who else inspires you to write As far as as music that you listen to?
1: Well, Gaga is my biggest inspiration. Love her. She really gave me the confidence and the bravery to really go out and set forth of, I'm an artist, I'm a writer, I'm going to do this, even if I have to work a regular job to support myself. Like, at my soul, I'm really an artist. So I really want to, like, try to make it as that. So... Kaga was a big one. I love Brittany because she's like the definition of pop music for me. Um, the Pussycat Dolls, just like any confident woman. Yeah. <laughs> with like totally. a sexy beat. It really gave me energy when I was a kid. Yeah. So I really love them. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Um, so tell me a little bit more about your process of forming your creative network. I know you work with a lot of people that you know through Belmont and other creative endeavors.
1: Yeah, so when I was at Belmont, I met a lot of people who could produce really well, who could sing really well, who could write really well. So I'm more sh- strong as a writer, not really as a producer. Can't really sing that well. <laughs> so meeting all these different kinds of people, we all kind of found our strengths within each other, and then we would help each other, like create a song we all knew what we were good at so we would really like help each other expand on that. So when I write a song, I kinda know who has a certain tone or certain sound that would sound good on that song. And then they know what they can bring to the table so then they can really help me out. Okay. And so what I do with my songs is I make the track for it, bring it to my producer friend, we work well with each other, and then we just kind of expand upon my track, have the singer sing on it. And then we, you know, count the vocals, do pre-production on it, and we kind of make it together. So it's really a big team effort.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. very cool. So being that you're based in Nashville now, what drew you to
1: Nashville
0: specifically?
1: Belmont. Yeah. It was, a, it was my dream school. I had the songwriter program. I felt like Nashville wherever you want to go, it could kind of start in Nashville, no matter what kind of genre you are. So I felt like, if anything, I could get my roots and bearings, Network and networking in Nashville, and then hopefully I can expand upon that. So Belmont was my ra- main reason for being here, and I met- made a lot of great connections. So hopefully it can turn it into something else, which I feel like it will.
0: Yeah, um, it's really cool that a lot of people associate Nashville with country music, but there's so many other different um, forms yeah. of
1: music I've heard coming so out of many Nashville. cool pop artists, rap artists, country artists, jazz artists even. Cool. And they live in Nashville, they work in Nashville, different, all different kinds of jobs, they all do music in Nashville, and everybody kind of helps each other out, which is a great part of Nashville. Nobody has a big ego, like oh, I don't want to help you out because you're this or that. Everybody is really, like, helpful with each other. It's a really good community.
0: Yeah, it sounds like there's a really strong sense of camaraderie among the the musicians in Nashville. Yeah, regardless of genre. Yeah, definitely. And that's really cool. Oh, so tell me more about the impact of the lockdown and COVID-19. Like, how has that impacted your creative process?
1: It didn't really affect my creative process. If anything, it's helped me out more just to like be home. Like I've always been working throughout COVID, which I'm thankful for. But um, even when I was home, I was always making music in some ways. Certain things would inspire me. Um, I had an interview with Wonder Chapel for an entry level position. It wasn't creative, it was more on the business side. And that fell through because of COVID, which I feel like on the business side, things really fell through. The creative side with like live shows and all that kind of stuff. Things kind of took a setback. Yeah. Um, but, you know, rejection is God's protection. <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
0: So much. So as far as like matching a song to an artist and establishing the lyrics and things like that to usually work with the music first and kind of match the music to the lyrics and what kind of like inspires you from that?
1: Each artist I work with, I know personally from my schooling at Belmont to my friends who can sing really well. So I write a song, I make the track, but then I know that they have the talent to really carry my message through in song form. So they've been super wonderful. I've been really comfortable working with them. They've been comfortable taking a direction from me and vice versa. So it's been really great collaborating with them because they can make it much more than I could ever have because I can't really sing. (laughs) (laughs) But they can really make it sound legit. Yeah,
0: it's cool to, like, combine your your superpowers in a way and kind of, like, collaborate and, and kind of... Create your vision of what you have written.
1: And like with one of my friends, she can play a whole bunch of stuff on the piano, but not really know what goes where to like what part of the song. But I'll be like, okay. "Oh, that sounds good with this part." Blah blah blah.
0: Cool. And
1: it's just like we all know what we're good at, and we can all mix.
0: Yeah. And like,
1: You know our best attributes to music. Totally.
0: So, so she can just kind of like freestyle on the piano. She can piano, freestyle anything she can on the piano. Kind of cut it, it up and say like. She could sing anything,
1: and I feel like, oh, I know that that would feel good here, and she would know how to interpret that to how I'm thinking it. Yeah. And that's really special, because not that many people can, like, have a relationship with somebody like that where they get each other on that level. So, it's yeah, I feel very grateful for that.
0: It's really special when you find that, because there's so many people that have the talent, but maybe don't know how to use it, Yeah, or maybe don't know who to use it with or like and that was me before like that. i went to
1: online yeah. because i was writing songs without any music to it because i didn't know how to make the music mm-hmm. i would just be writing lyrics just randomly with random melodies in my head but when i made friends who actually knew how to do the music to what i was thinking in my head it really made something really beautiful and something oh. That, like oh i'm not like weird or like psycho. Like this is absolutely yeah. being made into something tangible and something that could be really beautiful. So, yeah.
0: That's really cool cuz I hear I hear music in my head sometimes and I really want to learn how to play piano and learn more about music theory so that I can like make what I'm hearing in my head come yeah. to life. Cuz same kind of struggle. It's like I hear it in my head, but when I try to sing it, maybe it doesn't come out just right you know what I mean or like whatever the sound is that I want to hear mm-hmm. I don't know what note it is that's but if me. I
1: did that's me all the time when yeah. I try to like mumble something to my friend who knows yeah. the, the piano chords I'll be like na, 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 something really awful to them but they can like find that on the piano and be like is this what you mean Or is this what you mean? And they'll play different stuff until I hear something that resonates. And I'll be like, oh, that's it, that's it. Can we do it like, you know? And so it's just such a collaboration process. But if you find that person that gets you and knows what you're trying to say, that's like really special. I remember I finished my first song. It was called In the Blue Hour. Like looking back on it, I would change so many of the lyrics. (laughs) It was my first song that I put to music. And so that was, like, such a big deal to me. And so, like, that was the same process. I would sing it to this guy I was working with, Ian Fountain, and he would put it to music because he was a pianist, and he kind of, like, knew what I was trying to say and feel what I wanted the song to feel like. He would really put put it together it's, like, such a cool thing. That it's, like, is the so cool. Effect,
0: so. When somebody gets you, like, where you're trying to go with it as far as, like, the yeah. music and the vibe. Yeah. That's such a cool feeling. It's
1: really cool. Yeah.
0: Uh, so tell me a little bit more about the process of collaborating with different artists. And kind of how, I know when you first started off collaborating with different artists, mm-hmm. That's a new endeavor, a new thing to bring into your process. So, and I know you've come a long way with working with other people.
1: Yeah.
0: So, I think that's a really valuable thing for any artist. It's like a lot of times, I think a lot of artists get the impression that we need to go it alone mm-hmm. or kind of bring our own thing you know, to the table and just go off that. Yeah. But I think so much more can be created based off collaboration. It's something we don't always consider. So tell me a little bit more about your experience with collaboration.
1: Yeah. That was the thing I was really afraid about coming to Nashville because I heard so many people were co-writing with so many different people. I just worked by myself for so many years and I'm like, Oh, I don't know how to do that. Like, How is that even, like, how can it be more real or legit if it's with so many different other people? But what I've learned while doing it is that it doesn't take just you to make a song go to the next level or vice versa. You really have to find your, your tribe and your group of people that understand you, that know you, that know what you're trying to say and do and you have to be that same way towards them. And you all just kind of like lift each other up as you do it. So a lot of my friends that I met through Belmont through the music program, I met a few individuals that we really understood each other. And so since I'm more lyric based, for example, they're more music based, that kind of messed really well with each other because we could help each other out. Like they could help me make the music and I could help them write their ideas out in lyric form they were trying to do. So we, you really find the people that compliment each other and we try to, you know, you know make a, make a song.
0: Yeah. that's really cool <laughs> to, to tell you kind of the vibe they're going for with the music. And then based off that, you can kind of like come up with the lyrics. Yeah. the. And like, there's them. no, yeah.
1: with co-writing, it's so scary because you know, it's your own personal feelings and you feel very vulnerable with it. But when you realize everybody's feeling the same exact thing, who you work with, you guys can really compliment each other on it. Depends on who you're working with. So my fears have kind of melted away. That's when good. I've been working on it. And I think there has too, so Yeah, absolutely.
0: And through that process and through any other processes, what has it been like accepting criticism from other people? Like have you received any really positive criticism that you've taken and used or on the other side, like anything that's really at yeah. home for you. Yeah.
1: So one of my classes at Belmont, we would play each other our demos of songs that we created for an assignment. We would all sit around in this conference table, like setting, and we would, the teacher and our the classmates would say what we liked and disliked about the song, which was good and kind of hard to take at the same time, but really it was more helpful. So like lyrically writing, Sometimes I would rhyme other words with the same word that I used, or when you're writing a song, your content makes sense to you because it's coming from you, but doesn't make sense to the audience. It's like, you kind of have to think about other people outside of yourself, which was a new way of thinking for me, which is super, super helpful. Because it's like when you write a song, yes, it might be your experience, but it's about Trying to make everybody come together and feel the feeling that you're trying to can that, that you're trying to convey. So you kind of think outside of yourself, which I was forced to do, which was super helpful. So that was a great lesson to learn. And then another hard lesson to learn is if I met with this anar guy with this label. He wanted to hear my song, so I played them for him. Then he said that my song sounded like they were a um, uh, I can't think of what, what he said. He said they had a... Um, finale, multiple personality disorder. Multiple personality or disorder, or disorder or something. So it made me feel really self-conscious. Like, oh shit, I thought I was What's making good...
0: Yeah.
1: I thought my songs were... like, I thought they were like good pop songs. But what if they aren't? What if it was all in my head? It really started to get insecure like, and self-conscious. Like, yeah. oh, what if I was thinking... I thought I was like... I had something to say, but what if I'm just, like, a piece of shit, you know? So that made me feel really insecure and whatever. But then my, you know, close family and friends that are in music kind of gave me reassurance. And, you know, you can make something now that sounds kind of, like, not bad, but mediocre, but it's all, like, a journey.
0: Yeah. A process
1: you're still learning like i'm still learning music now even though i'm in music yeah i'm still learning how to make it better and how to you know make it relatable to everybody else so it's it's a it, like it's a process so it doesn't mean myself that i released was bad it's just like you know it's just it, it's a journey it's so. reflective
0: of where you're at at the time
1: Yeah, Yeah. and let's just say, like, what if I made something something that was complete shit that doesn't have any impact of what I could create in the future? Just because you do something bad or something that's not to everybody's liking doesn't mean that you can keep doing that, you know? You just learn from your mistakes and you can overcome it so you can make something better, so... And doesn't mean you can be in the same place for long.
0: As far as other people that may want to go into songwriting, do you have any advice?
1: Yeah, what I learned... Is you can make a song in your room, right? But if you want to make a demo of it, put it to music, whatever, whatever you created in your room is going to have to change. Like, the song process is always, you're always going to have to like rethink an idea, like keep changing certain ideas, melody, lyrically, musically, whatever, until the song is complete, you know? And so earlier, I was so set in my ways of, oh, what I created in my room off the top of my head has to be exactly this idea that I saw it going. But when you're working with other people to make it a song, you know, you have to like, learn to roll with the punches and do what you have to do in order to make the song the best it is. It's not about your ego. It's not about, you know, anything like that. Be open-minded. To other people's ideas, because we're all just trying to make the song better. So if you have that mindset to make the song better, and the best it can be, you know, just try to go with it. Because I felt like, oh, if anyone else wanted me to change my idea, they're trying to, like, attack me, or to try to steal something. Like, it's not that big of a deal, honestly. We're just trying to make the songs the best it could be. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone is here for the same reason.
0: That is such good advice. So for yeah. starting
1: off, like, just be really open-minded. Yeah. Just roll with the punches and to just make it, you know, the best.
0: And like you said,
1: take your ego out of it. Take That's Yeah, really they good. need to take their ego out of it. You need to take your ego out of it treat it like a child that you're raising what is best for the child (laughs) so yeah
0: that's been really good good
1: and healthy to know
0: and as far as like a collaborative session for somebody who's going into like a songwriting or setting um do you have an advice for like you know what to bring to the table when you're collaborating with somebody for the first time
1: yes it's kind of like dating in a way. Like, when you're collaborating, just as long as you don't have, like, a stifling ego atmosphere that Mm -hmm. makes the other person feel insecure, just whatever idea they have that they're bringing to the table, it takes a lot for them to even say that, because it can be intimidating when two people who don't know each other come together to make something. So as long as you're just, like, open-minded, whatever you say or they say, just roll with it and build upon that just be nice and kind to one, of an, to one another it could it makes the whole process so much easier so just don't be so stuck in your ways whatever comes comes and some people you can write really well with and other people you don't from so that's the whole point of dating you date to see who you buy with kind of same with co-writing but as long as you're honest and open and not like being fake it can kind of you know weed out the process so much better
0: Very cool. But then your personal life, is there anyone who's, who's affirmed for you that you want to be in art or anyone that's really inspired you, you know, in your personal life or any teachers or anything like that who, who've inspired you to pursue music?
1: Yes. So I have a really good friend who I work with at my job now. His name's Jim. He's done a lot of stuff in the entertainment and music industry. Um, but yet we work a regular job together. But he's had such a career and such a life before his career now. And so it's kind of hard when you're an independent artist to kind of like find that balance between your dreams and your creative life versus what you have to do to pay the bills. And he's been really a great um, hero influencer to try to like kind of ground me like oh what you're doing now that doesn't really define you you're doing what you have to do to pay your bills to support yourself but it doesn't like so many great things can happen in the industry and you just kind of have to like go with it grow with it to kind of do your thing and he told me about his personal experiences when he was making it in the band he's played out sold out stadiums in Germany In Europe, he's done a lot with his career, Um, and it's just, you could be at the highest level one day, and the lowest level, like, a week later, that's just kind of how it works. So, he's been really great, because when you want to get in the industry, you think it could be something totally different, like Jets and clubs and another country almost every night, but sometimes it could be more realistic than that. You know, you just kind of got to roll with the punches. So he's been a really inspiration of how to be more grounded and what to really look up to. And even if you do work a nine to five job, that doesn't make you any less an artist. Just because you can't do that creative stuff every single day, twenty four seven, you can still be that way, but still support yourself. So there's no shame in that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um,
0: what are some of your earliest
1: memories of art? Uh, <laughs> Vincent Van Gogh's Starry Night. Cool. Like, I remember, like, I was young, seeing it, that art gave me, that, that picture gave me so much peace, just seeing it as a kid, just the colors and the way it was painted, I really loved it, so it kind of stuck with me, yeah.
0: Yeah, I think that piece is so um, impactful because you really get the feel for his style Yeah. in that.
1: I got emotional from it, like, yeah. as a kid, I remember. I was at yeah. elementary school, and I just looking at it. I almost felt like you know, some form of emotion, and that was the first art piece that have that has done that for me besides yeah. music. Other than yeah, music, that was the first piece that has done it.
0: It's kind of and like so. a fairy tale piece, like the it's very whimsical. The, the like almost like castle looking buildings, and like, the it's like a dream, starry starry night, like
1: it's dreamy. It's yeah. very dreamy, very vibey, so. That's so cool. Yeah, it's probably the earliest memory of an art form besides music. Yeah. For yeah.
0: Cool. Were there any songs that you can think of that really made you want to write music? Or yeah. any songs that you hear now that you're like, I want to encapsulate that kind of impact that they're creating with their songwriting? Yeah,
1: when I was super young, the first time I heard, <laughs> My Heart Will Go On by Celine Dion, The Titanic. I was so obsessed and I would listen to that over and over and over again and I was like, fuck, if I wrote, if I could write the next, my heart will go on. That would just be so fucking epic.
0: Totally. That's the earliest memory for that. So
1: emotional, so beautiful, so emotional. I just wanted to like make the next one. You know? So a current song? I don't know. There's so many great pop masterpieces out there that I would like to take a little bit of everything from them and kind of make it my own. So, yeah.
0: (laughs) If you could collaborate with anybody in pop music right now, who would it be? Right now.
1: Lady Gaga would be great, but she's such a legend already. I I would have to bring, like, all of myself to that session. (laughs) It would, it would be intimidating, but I really love Charlie XCX. Oh, yeah. She's really great with her music. It's really exciting. Um, I know there's so many people I'm, like, probably forgetting. But is it, like, I love the earlier people, like, Brittany, the Pussycat Dolls, Rihanna. Just the early
0: 2000s. Early,
1: early 2000s, that really gives yeah. me a lot of energy. So cool. any one of them, I would just be. Neo. Yeah. 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 Totally. Yeah, they're all fucking wonderful. So,
0: how do you feel like that your romantic life influences your songwriting process?
1: That's a good question. <laughs> My love life isn't that exciting, but I, I would say, like you know, when you're dating, you get along with someone and you have like a great fling or a great one night stand or whatever and it doesn't matter how brief or long it is if it's inspiration for you you can create anything out of it and the whole part of art is even if it's a lie or if you wish something happened but it didn't you could write it or create it like it did happen yeah. it's kind of like the whole beauty of it yeah so you know if it Like, if I wish something happened to me, I could make it seem like it did. And I can kind of come across as confidence in my songwriting or confidence in my music. Like, I can make myself seem like somebody else, even though I'm not that way. And even if somebody, like, looks at you in a certain way or kisses you in a certain way, or even if they don't, whatever spark of inspiration that can give you, even if it's not what you wanted, you can make it into something totally different.
0: Totally. So yeah. sometimes
1: I base that off of a lot of personal experience. Yeah. Like if I make a song about everything going the way I wanted, and if it did or if it didn't, that gave me inspiration to create it. I don't know if that makes sense. No,
0: yeah. I get what you're saying. Like you know Art I mean? is like a commentary on life. Yeah. Like we create art based off of what we experience in our lives.
1: Yeah. We're all inspired by something. So whatever that may be, if you want to lie about it, if you want to tell the truth about it, it's still art if it's in a creative form, you know? And so I think that's like a blessing in a way. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And now Lachlan's going to share with us an exercise that you can incorporate in your creative process. I think this is a really fun, no-pressure way to just be creative. I hope you enjoy it. And if you do... Make sure to tag Art Inspired Pod. Let us know what you think, and let us know what kind of projects this inspired for you.
1: When I'm watching a movie or a TV show, sometimes I'll put it on mute, and then just hearing, seeing the scene silent, no matter what's happening, I can kind of create my own narrative to it, and it can kind of inspire certain ideas or like a melody that I see just based off of a silent scene. You get to make it for yourself which is really great. So I do that sometimes Yeah, that I'm desperate.
0: <laughs> I love that because it makes you consider situations that are outside of yourself,
1: like yes. places
0: and things that you might not encounter in your everyday life. But when you kind of like yeah. explore more into like a movie or a TV show and just put it on mute and kind of imagine like, what could they be saying? What could they be talking about? Yeah. It's so far from your everyday life that like it kind of brings back that spark.
1: Yeah, especially for me, I've always imagined stuff being in a movie or a TV show. Like, yeah. how cool would that be? Yeah. So I kind of, like, even if, if Titanic is on and I mute it, I'm like, Celine Dion who? <laughs> what song would I write to it? And then I'll try to imagine, like, what, what I would put to that scene. And that could be really helpful and inspirational. Yeah. So
0: yeah. I love hearing about your process. Um, what do you have coming up in the future as far as things that you're working on?
1: Yeah, so I've been working on a lot of different songs. I'm trying to put together a EP project that's about four to five songs. I have a few singles out already, but not a whole like a project as a whole. So I've been trying to put together a little um, EP together. Yeah, definitely.
0: I'm so glad we got to take this time to chat.
1: <laughs> oh, thank you for letting me be here. <laughs> I appreciate it.
0: Thank you so much for joining me for the first episode of Art Inspired. Again, you can follow us on Instagram at Art Inspired Pod. Thanks again for listening and take care.